Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rightly Dividing the Word Bible Study this Tuesday night. Thank you for those that are joining us here in person. As you know, Pastor has said multiple times over the pulpit, the doors of the church are open. Also, I want to thank everybody watching online. I see you. I see you. (laughs) Um, Let's go ahead and pray in before we get going. Thank you, Lord, for the word that you have given us um, this evening. Lord, I pray that... uh, clarity and understanding. Lord, I pray away every nervous bone, every nervous nerve in my body. (laughs) Um, Lord, I ask that uh, your words are spoken, Lord, and we're able to, as we dissect your word, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as you guys know, we are journeying through the book of John. Uh, Pastor Donald has been on this series for a while now, and if you haven't caught up, You can find the playlist on YouTube and look at every single message that he has preached on a Tuesday night about the book of John on YouTube. And um, with that being said, last week, Pastor Donald talked about on John chapter 17, um, and he was talking about um, where Jesus was basically praying, um, praying to God right before we get to where we're going tonight. Um, Tonight, we're talking on John chapter 18, and we're just going to jump right in. Keep in mind, guys, um, my name is Erica, Erica Butcher, (laughs) forgot that part. (laughs) Um, I am the wife of Pastor J.R. Butcher. We are the youth pastors here um, for Elevate, which meets here at the church every Thursday night at 7 p.m. <laughs> With that being said, Elevate Thursdays, when you're up here giving a message, we preach about 15, 20 minutes, okay? 15, 20 minutes. So don't be surprised if that's what you get tonight. <laughs> I won't be up here very long, um, but we're going to get something out of tonight, all right? All right, so in this chapter... We're going to start at verse 1. Can you throw that up there, Alex? Verse 1 says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with the disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he, he and the disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place. For Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops, And officers from the chief priests and Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Then he said that he asked them again, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. 
Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, that they, that the saying might be fulfilled, which he spoke, of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? And we're going to stop right there. All right, guys. That's a lot. Like, that seems real stressful. Like, okay, can you imagine being in that garden with Jesus and, and being one of the disciples and you're looking? First of all, I want to just go over. Jesus did not go to a place that he didn't visit often. Jesus wasn't in hiding. Jesus was going, he went to a place where Judas was going to find him because it is mentioned that they have often been there. So Jesus wasn't, you know, he knew these people were coming. He knew that his time has come, had come. Judas was in, in pursuit. The, the, the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders were coming for him Yet he went to a place where they would find him. Many of us, in, you know, knowing that somebody's coming after us, we going to hide. We are not going to a place that we know, that other people know, that we go. I would go somewhere very, very far away. <laughs> you ain't going to catch me easily. But Jesus said, Jesus knew his, his purpose. He knew the, the, the time has come. He knew what he was here to fulfill. And that was not to be hidden away. That was to be going away, uh, going with them freely to give his life. So he, they're in this garden and Judas, having received a detachment of troops. I'm like, dude, what is a detachment? How, how many troops did he actually come up here with? Well, I looked it up and a detachment is a select group, like a small group of forces. So like if we had an army of like hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands, that'd be like a small portion of that group would be considered a detachment. It's like, oh, we're taking this detachment of units, this unit of detachment or whatever, to go to this one place in particular. Well, in the Roman army, specifically, a detachment is 500 troops. That's 500 soldiers. They sent 500 men to get Jesus. They sent 500 men, even if they were trying to get Jesus and the disciples, that's like Jesus and 11 disciples. <laughs> Who sends 500 men to get 12 people? And that, dude, Judas knew the power of, of Jesus. That's all that speaks to. Judas knew, the, the, the Jews knew that he had been working miracles. He had been raising people from the dead. He had been doing all of these, these things. So they knew that he had the power to take them all out. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things, that would come upon him, went forth and said to them, whom are you seeking? He didn't, once again, he didn't hide in the back. He wasn't hiding behind a tree. He wasn't hiding in a tree. 
He wasn't hiding behind the disciples. He stepped forth. Whom are you seeking? We're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. Not Jesus, the son of God. Not Jesus, the son of man. Jesus of lowly Nazareth, who's just some regular old Joe Schmo out here. We need him. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Okay, guys, I was stuck on this for a minute. (laughs) For a long minute. I was like, okay, they drew back and fell to the ground. Why? (laughs) What happened that they drew back and fell to the ground after he said, or because he said, I am he? So I looked it up. (laughs) I do that often. I like definitions. I like looking things up. I like research. So first I want to talk about John's purpose of actually writing the book of John. John wrote the book of John, and it's found in John 20, 30, and 31. And it says, let me pull it up. It says, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. He wrote this book so that you would know exactly who he is. And by knowing who he is, you know his power. And so by knowing his power, him saying, I am he, proclaiming who he is, proclaiming who God is, who God in him is, he went and said, I am he, and they fell back in his divinity. They they were shown a glimpse of his glory, a glimpse of his power, a glimpse of his majesty, and they fell back, and they fell to the ground. Now, then I was like, hmm, if he could say that and they fell back, couldn't he just say that and strike them down, strike them dead? Like, why, why the fuss? Like, for real, like, this could have been over here, right? Like, the movie would have been over, right? End credits. But, like I, like I said again, like I say again, that wasn't his purpose. His purpose wasn't to go around the earth killing people just because he could. His purpose wasn't to fight back. His purpose, if you notice, if you've read, if you've read, if you've been hanging out through the book of John, Jesus has killed no one thus far, right? Jesus has only maybe, you know, flipped a table or two, you know, but that's, that's the extent of his destruction. <laughs> but he didn't, he, he's not in the, he wasn't in the business of muddying up the purpose he was here for. He had a clear purpose. We are here to show or to tell you that you need to get in line, follow me as we follow God, and let's go, right? Follow me. Let's create fishers of men. That's that's our purpose. Let's create fishers of men. Not strike folks down. So, moving on. (laughs) 
He then asked them again, whom are you seeking? Y'all, they jumped up quick. They fell down. They was like, and we back at it. So he said to them again, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, talking about the disciples. That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spoke, of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. That portion of scripture, of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. We heard that in chapter 17 in Jesus's prayer to God. That's his promise. I will not lose those that you have given me. Right? So in this whole ordeal, Jesus is like, look, I'm the focal point. Look at me. Look at me. Don't mind them. They just hear. Look at me. Then Simon Peter, Lord Jesus, Simon Peter, having a sword. First of all, who gave you a sword? (laughs) Looking that up, they had two swords amongst the 12 of them. Drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Now I was like, okay, so first of all, why did they name this servant? There was five other people, 500 other soldiers there. They named him Malchus. And it is believed that they named Malchus because he was related to one of the high priests. So John supposedly knew some of the high priests. He knew the high priest. And so he kind of like ran in that circle. And so they knew, he knew Malchus. And so then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew back. So, you know, I just said Jesus' whole purpose here was to have a clear, concise, look, follow me, create fishers of men. Why are we cutting off ears? (laughs) Jesus, who himself, he himself, can make you fall to the ground, can strike you dead, yet he did not. But Simon, Peter, Peter, the Peter who walks on water, you know, Peter, Peter who was like, you are the son of God. You know, that Peter was like, and ear. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. You know, like a kid. If you don't, just put it away. Why? Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Let me do what I'm supposed to be here for. Let me do what I'm here to do. And that has nothing to do with you cutting off ears. So put it away. Now, on to the next portion of scripture. Then the detachment of troops and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. (sighs) Guys, so they bound Jesus. So they perceived him to be a threat. First of all, they had 500 men. Yet, this once, once again... Jesus is the threat, right? They led him to Annas first. And I was like, okay, who's Annas, right? And so Annas was known as, quote unquote, the power behind the throne in Jerusalem. He himself was one of a high, he was a high priest. And then after him, four or five of his sons were also high priests. So he was like the guy behind the guy. And so they led him to him first. 
he was also known to be extremely cruel. And so they was like, look, we're going to take him to Annas. We're going to see what Annas say. And Annas, you know, he still has to let Caiaphas speak. So Caiaphas was like, look, and he said in previous chapters, if you read the book of John, he said, now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Expedient means convenient and practical, although possibly improper or immoral, okay? Caiaphas unknowingly fulfilled what was spoken in John eleven forty nine through 52, that it was good for one man to die for the people and that the nation not perish. All right. Verse 15, and Simon Peter followed Jesus and so did another disciple. Now that, dis- now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. This other disciple was known to be John in other, other, uh, the other gospels. So it's assumed that this other disciple was John. Um, but Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. So John, knowing the people who was there, he was like, I've been here before. I know them. Um, She works the door. Let me, hey, can you let Peter in? Cool. Peter, come on. So Peter came in. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, you are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. So the servant girl who kept the door, she said, you are not also one of those disciples. Also meaning that she knew that John had to be one of the disciples. So she knew John was like attached to Jesus. So I wonder why Peter was afraid to say, yeah. Because if she let John in, why would she not let Peter in? He was scared, guys. He said, I am not. (laughs) No. Now the servants and officers who had made a fire of coals stood there for it was cold and they warmed themselves and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. So Peter was trying to blend in. Peter, Peter is already afraid because he's like, look, I done messed up with Jesus because I could cut off dude's ear. Then they took Jesus and I'm afraid to be associated with Jesus because lest they come get me and put me on a cross. Um, and so, yeah, I don't want none of that. I don't want no part of that. I'm going to blend in with these servants and these officers over here in the back. Like, we just going to keep warm. And hopefully nobody notices. Now we're on to Jesus being questioned by the high priest. It kind of jumps around in this chapter, guys. Just jumps around. So the high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. This dude was trying to get knowledge. He's trying to get information because they didn't have any. They had nothing. They got Jesus, and they don't know why they have Jesus. So Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues in the temple where the Jews always met, and in secret I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Indeed, they know what I said. They know what I said. I said nothing wrong. I said it openly. I said it boldly. I said it in the synagogues. Look, I said it in the church. I said it in the church. I said it in the temple. I said it outside the temple. I said it on on mountaintops. (laughs) 
Why are you asking me? Why don't you ask those who heard what I said? Why don't you come up with witnesses yourself? And when he had said these things, one of the officers who stood by and struck Jesus with the palm of his hand saying, do you answer the high priest like that? He was like, look, you didn't, he ain't saying nothing, but I'm gonna say something. <laughs> Jesus answered him, if I, spoke, if I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Annas was done. He's like, look, I got nothing. Let's go. Move on to the next step, next rank. Go to Caiaphas. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. He's still there at the fire, guys. Therefore, they said to him, you are not also one of his disciples, are you? You are not also one of his disciples? They already knew, like, they know there's another disciple in here. It's cool. Like, it's cool. Like, there, he's there. Are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him whose ear Peter cut off, said, did I not see you in the garden with him? Y'all, <laughs> look. This is one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the dude he cut the ear off of. <laughs> he, we see, <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> Peter then denied again, and immediately a rooster crowed. So this goes back into chapter 13, where Jesus tells Peter, they're having a conversation. Jesus is like, look, they're about to, they're, they're, the time is coming where they're going to take me. It, is, it has arrived. And Peter was like, no, I will die with you. I will die for you. And then Jesus looked at him and said, bruh, look, before the rooster crows at dawn, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter didn't believe him, yet here he is. Once again, this is Peter who recognized that Jesus was the son of man. He, rec he was the first. This is Peter who walked on water with Jesus. And yet he denied him three times over before the rooster crows at dawn. Back to back to back. He's like, mm -mm, no, I don't know him. No, I don't know him. Mm, no, I'm not one of the disciples. No, you are oddly mistaken. That's like me saying, look, my, me and my siblings, we all look alike. That's like me saying, nah, I'm not a, I'm not a boss it. I don't, I don't know the three of them. Like, y'all practically look like twins. Like, I saw you with them. And it's like, but uh, I don't know about them. I, don't, I ain't them. It's like, how, how crazy is that? How, imagine being that, like, that's, you're that scared. You're that afraid. You're in that situation. You're just like, Look, they got Jesus. He's bound still. They have not taken, taken the cuffs off. He is still bound. He's getting slapped in the face. And you're expecting me to say, yes, I know him? No, I don't know him. Why? Because I don't want that same punishment. I don't want to be associated with that. Verse 28 says, my computer did something weird. Jesus' trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning. Then he was taken to the headquarters of the Roman governor. His accusers did not go inside 
because it would defile them and they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate the Passover. Y'all, they was willing to break every other law <laughs> except going, in, going into the, uh, the headquarters of the Roman governor. Like, we'll do all of this. We'll come up with, we'll come up with, with accusations. We'll, bring, we'll, we'll arrest this man for no reason to the point where we want him dead, breaking all kinds of laws, and then going, yeah, but we won't do that. We're not going to go in there with him, but we'll accuse him. We'll bring him to you. You know, you deal with it. So Pilate, the governor, went out to them and asked, what is your charge against this man? We wouldn't have handed him over to you if he weren't a criminal, they retorted. Look, look they don't know. They, they know nothing. They don't know why he's there or why they did what they did other than they made him mad or he made them mad. Then take him away and judge him by your own law, Pilate told them. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone. Look, they knew they, were gonna, they wanted him dead, guys. They wanted the man dead. The Jewish leaders replied, this fulfilled Jesus' prediction about the way he would die. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. So he knew that this was one of the accusations. This man claims he's the king of the Jews. So he asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, is this your own question or did others tell you about me? Going back to who do you, who do you say that I am? Is, it what, is this what they said, the people said? Or is this what you believe? Who do you say that I am? I am a Jew, or am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Pilate doesn't even know why he's there. Jesus answered the kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, so you are a king. Jesus responded, you say I'm a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. What is truth? Pilate asked. Then he went out again to the people and told them, he is not guilty of any crime. But you have a custom of asking me to release one prisoner each year at Passover. Would you like me to release the king of the Jews? Guys, Pilate had no idea why Jesus was there. Jesus has not incriminated himself. He's like, look, my kingdom isn't here. So I'm not breaking any laws. I'm not proclaiming to be the, the Roman king. I am proclaiming to be a king heavenward. So what they're saying, they don't even really know what they're saying. You don't know why I'm here. So what's, what's up? Like, what's next? What is, what is truth? Pilate asked. So he asked, would you like me to release the king of the Jews? Because they had this tradition they, he can release one prisoner each year at Passover. 
So are you going to release the king of the Jews? But they shouted back, no, not this man. We want Barabbas. Y'all, Barabbas, Barabbas was a revolutionary, it says in John. Barabbas was known as a part of a group who were going around killing people during the insurrection, during a war time, revolutionary war type thing. And Barabbas was, was killing folks. And so they're like, no, we want this guy who was killing people. We don't want, we don't want you to release Jesus who didn't do anything because we don't like him. But we'll take Barabbas. And that's where chapter 18 ends. That's where this portion of the story ends. So to summarize, they were in the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas has betrayed Jesus. Peter is on his road, cutting off ears and denying Jesus three times, fulfilling prophecy. They take him to Annas, bound. He's put on trial by Annas, Caiaphas, and Pilate. They have found him wrong. They found no wrongdoing by him. He has done nothing wrong. They can't see anything he's done wrong. The Jewish leaders can't tell him what they did wrong, what he did wrong. And yet, they want to release Barabbas and keep Jesus as a prisoner. And that's where we've ended. Ended. I hope that was helpful. I hope, I hope you've learned something. Lord God, thank you for the, the reading of your word. Thank you for the understanding and the, this, the, the deciphering of your word, the dividing of your word, God. Lord, I ask that we take this word and we, are, um, we dwell on it, we meditate on it, and we really understand the power that Jesus has, that the Son of Man has. Lord, we just thank you that, um, that Jesus did, in fact, die on the cross for our sins as freely as he did. Lord, we just um, thank you for the word, and we just thank you that um, we're able to dissect it and we're able to go forth and use it in our daily lives. Help us um, as we get home safely for those that are here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.